Trauma confronts schools with a serious dilemma. How to balance education with the reality that many students need help in dealing with their traumatic stress in order to attend regularly and engage in the learning process. I'm Corey Williams, and this is the Moving Margins podcast for PIDP 3100. That was from the 2015 article, Practicing What We Teach, Trauma-Informed Education educational practice by Janice Carello and Lisa D. Butler. This article was written in 2015, but is still very applicable to what we know about trauma in a classroom, in our society, and trauma's effect on the brains today in 2023. Butler and Carello start the article with some alarming statistics. 66 to 94% of college students have experienced a traumatic event in their life with 9 to 12% of those students meeting criteria for a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. When trauma is shared or retold in the classroom, it can also lead to vicarious trauma and symptoms of PTSD for individuals who are receiving that traumatic information from their classmates. Trauma and re-traumatization impacts learning and educational achievement. Research in 2023 tells us that trauma affects our ability to retain information, to remember and recall information. It affects our heart rate, our blood pressure, our use of language. So what does this mean for us as educators? Butler and Crello encourage five main principles of being a trauma-informed educator. Ensuring safety, establishing trustworthiness, maximizing choice, maximizing collaboration, and prioritizing empowerment. However, Butler and Corello emphasize that encouraging safety is the most fundamental of these five principles. The article states that the traumatized individual is actually coming into the classroom with a form of a disability. And they state that, quote, disability in and of itself is not the problem, but the environment in which we ask people to function often is. Our society now accepts this about physical disabilities, but trauma is the unseen, the unspoken disability in our society as a whole. Butler and Crello suggest some, some suggestions for implementing their principles. They state structure and consistency, allowing for student feedback, maintaining good boundaries, the use of surveys, the use of buddy systems, and group work can be helpful. So, how do we apply this to our classrooms as new teachers? We can create a classroom mantra that provides a code of conduct for students to adhere to. We could say, quote, we all deserve to feel safe, seen, and heard in this class. This is my right, and I will support the right of others to feel the same. We can also do a five to 10 minute check-in before class starts. How's everyone feeling? Is anybody anxious about anything that we're learning today? Is there anything from last class that we want to debrief? We could do this as a larger group, or we can do breakout rooms with smaller groups to make the sharing process a little bit more intimate and less intimidating for some students. We can also encourage use of journals where students not only complete their assignments, but check in with the instructor to let them know how they're feeling about the the material that they're learning. Corello and Butler both come to the article with, at the time, 20 years plus experience in teaching and working in the clinical setting, both teaching and working in master's of social work programs. 
They have 59 peer-reviewed articles attached to this article, five of which were written by themselves. Janice Corello is author of the blog traumainformedteaching.blog, which is well worth checking out for our listeners, and of the textbook Trauma-Informed Pedagogies, a guide for teachers. I want to end this podcast with a quote from Corello and Butler who say, it can be hard to heed the whole, the old adage, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. As instructors, we sometimes get annoyed with ourselves for not being more trauma-informed in our practice. Sometimes we focus on what's wrong with us or what we may have done wrong, rather than what has happened to prevent us from using a trauma-informed lens. Like our students, we are still learning. I'm Corey Williams.